Welcome to Let It Grow Investing, the financial investing and small business podcast that is not run by a professional investor. I am Jeff, and thank you for stopping by. We're going to cover all the news you need to know to make sense of the market, helping you get invested, stay the course, and on your way to financial freedom. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back into the podcast here, and thank you as always for joining me. We've got uh, we've got some news to cover. Uh, believe it or not, you know we've uh, definitely seen some things coming out. We're trying to wrap our heads around all that the market is giving us, and we're really trying to make uh, heads or tails what's going on in crypto. Uh, some other risks that are looking, uh, you know, a little bit more prevalent there. And uh, trying to cover some of these quarterly reports and also keeping an eye on what is coming out this week. And there is tons of information coming out this week. So um, I guess first up, we had a very quiet Friday. Uh, I mean, I, I closed you know within $100 of where I was from the day before, which means that it was really quiet for me. That was a yeah, 0.03 move to the downside for me. So uh, very, very quiet day. But um, yeah, we are definitely watching uh, a lot of earnings this week. We have, uh, I mean, some huge names reporting, and it's probably the biggest week of earnings uh, for this quarter. We've got, uh, you know, Quicklist, McDonald's, 3M, Meta, Verizon, uh, AbbVie, Coca-Cola, Pepsi, Merck, Amazon, Cat, uh, Teladoc, ADP, um, you know, oil names, Exxon, Chevron, got Visa, MasterCard. So there is just tons and tons of names that are going to be reporting this week. But uh, yeah, we're kind of taking all that in stride. We're trying to get uh, through the information that we were given. Uh, I know we were last talking about Tesla. I was saying that uh, the options market was looking for about a 15% move up or down based on the results of what happened with Tesla. Uh, And we did get some movement to the downside. Uh, A lot of fears over the fact that they are having to cut price to increase that demand. Now, um, you know, I said that's kind of a a tricky situation to be going and cutting price the day uh, before the earnings was going to be coming out. But um, yeah, we we did get this downside move. We were down 10%. I think we went down to what, around 160, uh, about 162, it looks like, uh, roughly. So um, what happened? We we definitely had a, a lower than... Uh, expected margin number. We saw that uh, that gross margin came in at uh, 19.3%, and the market was looking for 22.4%. So came in light on that. We kind of anticipated this number falling off. We didn't think it was going to be coming down, uh, you know, three percent under the uh, expectation, which definitely r- really hurt the the stock price uh, come Thursday. But um, yeah, I mean, Elon came out. He said, yes, we'd rather have volume over margin. We are still kind of crushing the competition when it comes to margin. Uh, you know, you look at Lucid, their margin is negative 183%. Rivian is a negative 259. Uh, it's pretty hard to run a business with numbers like that. I'm just going to leave that out there. General Motors, 4.64%. And Ford Motor, only 2.93%. So, uh, you know, the, the big players are in that low single digit kind of number. And the fact that Tesla is able to maintain a 19% margin, they do have a uh, some room to go ahead and cut these costs or cut the sales price of these vehicles, maintain that uh, a, a solid margin 
while also having the uh, a larger and growing EV fleet that's out there. So I do think that gives them a lot of different competitive advantages. I'm not going to try to be a, a Tesla fanboy too much here, but um, it does give them a lot of different uh, flexibility capability. They can build out that network. You can do a lot of different things with the charging and uh, and things within those cars to really uh, kind of get more and more vehicles on the road. And I, I think a lot of people knew this one when Elon said this. He wanted the twenty-five dollars or $30,000 EV. Uh, I think a lot of people just did not want it to be their EV. You know what I'm saying? They uh, they bought it for forty, dollars and now he's trying to sell that same car in the 30s or whatever. And uh, we we kind of knew it was coming. We we don't really want to wrap our heads around that. You know, it's going to be our vehicle that is going to be on the the chopping block of going uh, you know lower and lower prices. But as they can build more uh, more efficiently, I do believe that they cut uh, the cost of goods sold about twenty five percent as well. So they are trying to cut these costs, and in doing so, they are able to um, you know get better pricing as they are buying more materials for more vehicles. The more vehicles that they can make, the cheaper the cost is. But uh, the ones that people have bought in the last couple of years, yeah, those are you know, some people are probably underwater on those payments. Uh, they owe more than what the vehicle's worth. And uh, that's a very tough spot to be in. But uh, I, I know that uh, overall, Tesla is really focused on making a uh, an affordable EV and getting it out to the masses. I still think that they're going to have the higher end stuff. Uh, I still think those are going to be higher margin vehicles for them. But uh, overall, this was kind of in the cards. Uh, I think a lot of people don't want to see it. Uh, they did get some price cuts on uh, Thursday and Friday. And uh, let me pull up the analyst research here on E-Trade. Uh, if you do need help getting started, I do have some links in the description for E-Trade, for Binance, Crypto.com, and Webull. Um, currently we're, we're sitting at 165. We do have an average price target of about 208. That's about 26% higher from this current share price. But, uh, we did get truest financial on the 21st Friday at a, uh, price target of 154. Uh, Wedbush came out on Thursday and said 215. Bank of America said 225, same day. Uh, Tudor Pickering, I'm not even sure who that is. They went ahead and said, just sell it. Uh, that was on Thursday as well. Now, that being said, ARK Invest, they came out with their new price target for Tesla for 2027. And um, it's pretty strong. I, I don't really know that I see it getting there. Um, and, and I mean, I, I think this is kind of a long shot. But um, their, their conservative price target is uh, $2,000, for a, which leads to a market cap of about $5 trillion, I believe it was. So... They do have a bear case uh, scenario, say things don't go right. We have uh, you know more of a slowdown than we anticipate things go wrong. They still anticipate that uh, uh, a bear case of $1,400. Uh, that's a 25% probability in their calculations, 25% saying it's going to be $1,400 or lower. And they also have a very strong bull case that we could see $2,500 uh, with a 25% probability of going um, higher than that actual 2,500, which I, I think is very strong. But the price target is 2,000. That is what they are planning for by 2027. Uh, so in my opinion, I, I think that's that's very strong. I'm not sure if that factors in any uh, stock splits or anything that I'm missing, 
But uh, at first glance, that is a very, very strong number. And I don't know that I think we're going to get there. Uh, I would really like to see their breakdown from ARK Invest as to what they say is going to drive these numbers uh, up that high in such a short amount of time. Um, let's see if we can't pull anything up on ARK Invest. Um, just saying that Kathy Wood is growing more bullish here. Um, yeah, here we go. Let's pull up the ARK Invest article from two days ago. Uh, yep, we're saying expected value for Tesla in 27, 2000 per share. Uh, updated open source Tesla model yields an expected value per share of 2000 in 2027. Bull and bear cases tuned to the 75th and 25th percentile. Monte Carlo outcomes respectively are 2500 and 1400. I think we already uh, said all that. Uh, but it does, without uh, reading too far into this, it doesn't really say that that, uh, has anything to do with any sort of stock split or anything else like that. So um, their prospective robo-taxi business line is a key driver of this number. That is kind of what I was looking for also. Contributing 67% of expected enterprise value and 64% of expected EBITDA in 2027. Uh, electric vehicles account for 47% of revenues in 27, substantially lower margins than the robo-taxi revenue. So they think that robo-taxi revenue is really going to be that high margin, uh, big growth driver going forward. And I mean, the more and more that we see AI hopping into every individual lane, it could certainly be a big driver for Tesla. I don't know how quick that adoption is going to be in the next four years, uh, seeing that I really haven't seen anything about this um, really being too mainstream yet. I know Aptiv and a couple other com uh, companies are really trying to get this out there, but I think there's going to be a lot of red tape at that that government level that really allows this sort of business to really uh, take off that fast. So um, I, I'm going to say that I'm not as bullish as this uh, this 2000 price target by 2027. But um, I mean, even if we got to their bear case and we got to 1400 and say we did over seven times of growth in the next four years, man, I would be tickled. I, I, I would be so thrilled with that result. So if we even got close to where they're talking, I would be good to go. Um, so that maybe, and like I said last time, my, my price target to maybe add some more was probably in that 150 range. I think if we do get back down there, I'll probably have to add. Uh, I did not go ahead and purchase any Tesla this week. Um, kind of sitting on my hands for a couple different reasons. But um, I, I really just did not want to add as I didn't really think that this would bring my, uh, my, my price average down enough to really be such a, uh, a growth driver for me. I still think that there's some other things that I really want to put some money into. I really want to see my dividend income increasing. And um, like I said, Tesla's just uh, in that spot where it is a top 10 stock for me in my portfolio. Uh, but I don't know that I want to add until I get, um, you know, a little bit lower. And I think we, we could definitely see some, some falling off in that share price as, uh, you know, some of these different interest rate hikes continue to play out. We got more of the recession fears, more, uh, talks about these, these rates continuing to go up. And, uh, I think that would be a, a little bit more painful, uh, for the economy, for people looking to buy these, uh, you know, more higher end luxury cars, I'll say. Uh, it might be a stretch on some uh, occurrences of the word, but anyhow, 
I don't know that it's necessarily where I want to be stacking a ton of money right now, simply from my position size and where I think the stock is going to go in the next six to 12 months. I think that I could uh, average in uh, at a lower price going forward. So that is what I'm going to continue to watch out for. But um, there, there's definitely two sides of this argument. There's there's always two sides of Tesla. You know, it is very divisive stock. And uh, I do think that it's going to continue to grow. I'm, I'm more in that bull group, but I'm not nearly as strong on this as ARK Invest. And I know that it is still a large uh, position in their ARK uh, K portfolio. Let's see what kind of size that they have in in Tesla right now. And you can simply do that. If you're on E-Trade, you can just type in the ticker ARKK. And uh, I'm going to go over to the uh, portfolio tab, which uh, will show you what they actually hold the top 10. And then it'll show the, the breakdown of what uh, percentage is actually in Tesla. So um, yeah, right now, actually, it is the number one position in the ARKK uh, portfolio. It is 10.37%. So if you are, you know, looking to have uh, a bit of Tesla, but also have some other growth stocks, you could simply buy into a name like ARKK. So then you're getting uh, a basket of stocks rather than simply just buying, you know, a thousand dollars of Tesla. You're buying, uh, you know, you put a thousand in, you're getting Tesla, you're getting Zoom Video, Roku, Coinbase, Exact Sciences, uh, Square or Block, uh, UiPath, Shopify, Teladoc, DraftKings. Uh, DraftKings actually now 3.4% of their portfolio here in ARKK. So uh, DraftKings did have a nice move up too. And I'm uh, I'm struggling to remember what that was for. Um, so I'm going to pull that up real quick. I know we, we do cover that one. I think we have some in the investing challenge. Uh, that is over there on the, uh, the Facebook group. But um, yeah, DraftKings moved up nicely this week. We had on the five day, we were down under under 20 and we moved up to about uh, 2211. Um, and I want to say we were we were probably in that 18 price range. Yeah, we were 1781 on March 27th. So we we've moved up real nice uh on DraftKings. I, I was trying to write some covered calls on this and uh I'm still way way down on this position, but uh, it is nice to see this one coming back up. So what is going on? Um I know I looked this one up. Now there's this just a bunch of uh lawsuit talk on uh the the news section here. But um 14 stocks that stand out among online gambling companies and casinos. Um, I don't know. I'll have to read up on that one and get back to you guys. I don't want to just uh, read here out loud. But uh, yeah, definitely nice to see that we're getting some kind of traction there. We're, we're starting to see some of these growth stocks kind of come back into, into the flavor of the week. And it is you know, definitely a, kind of a, a revitalizing sign that uh, there are some interest in some of these things out there. But uh, we did have some falling off in crypto. And I know some of that was due to the, the Shanghai upgrade on Ethereum. Uh, a lot of coins came uh, unlocked or off stake. And now we had some sell side pressure, which actually brought uh, the price of Ethereum down. It was taking it to another level of that proof of stake uh, you know, platform that they really wanted to get to. But uh, Ethereum, the, the price has fallen back down. We were above 2100 and uh, yeah, I think we we topped out around twenty one, 
2112 roughly 2134 i'm seeing and now we're sitting back down at uh, 1895 so we are down per about uh 10 in a week uh you know we are still up on that six month we we definitely have moved up uh, nicely there about 26 and a half percent on the six month and um yeah, we, we definitely got some sell side pressure. There's a lot of people calling for a new bull market forming uh, as a lot more institutional investors are really looking to get back into Bitcoin and Ethereum. Uh, we're seeing a lot of, uh, you know, new interest coming back to the market. And uh, that's definitely nice to see. We've got the, the six month on Bitcoin up about 37%. When I'm looking at the one week on Bitcoin, we are down around 8.9%. So, uh, definitely coming back down. We're cooling off. And I, I think that's okay. We, we definitely had this massive run since the beginning of the year in a lot of stocks and in the main crypto coins here. But um, it, it's not going to last forever. I, I think we got a little ahead of ourselves. We need to, you know, have a little bit of that cool down so we can, you know, kind of regain our footing and ultimately, ultimately move up from there. I definitely think that is going to be uh, necessary for that next leg higher. You know, we don't want to get out way in the front of our skis and, and really lose control of this. And I think that's when we see these massive sell offs in the crypto space. You know, we, we got up to those highs and then, you know, we cut them in half. And that is painful. That is certainly painful. Uh, I can deal with the eight, 10 percent move in crypto like I can deal with it in, in Tesla. I, I know that we're kind of playing with some volatile stocks, somewhat playing with fire with these names. They are not Coca-Cola. They are not, uh, you know. 3M, Johnson & Johnson, that are you those old guard, don't move too much type stocks. These are going to be, uh, well, I mean, crypto is not a stock. That is, uh, I'm aware of that. But they are not going to be the same classification on that scale of volatility. You're getting in them. You're, you're looking for those massive gains. You kind of want to be the early adopter of these different uh, uh, you know, stocks or coins. And we're really trying to get those, those massive runs. But uh, having the, the 50, 60, 70, 80 percent corrections is not where you want to be when uh, those things start falling through the floor. So that's uh, kind of my thoughts there on those. I will still continue to look to average in on Bitcoin, on Ethereum and on Tesla. But uh, for right now, uh, I'm kind of waiting to get to the right price point to where I can average back in. And feel comfortable that uh, we're not just buying into a, uh, you know, catching a falling knife. That is ultimately not what we want to do. And uh, we've definitely made some good calls there. I was uh, I was peeking over at the the Webull portfolio and looking at what we did decide to vote on in the past past couple weeks here, and we had some some really nice moves higher. Um, what do we What do we buy? We bought uh, Capital One Financial. Let's see how that one did this week and uh i want to do something that we normally don't do either I'm, I'm looking back at last year and i kind of want to see where some of these stocks went so um let's just take a look at capital one though yeah about uh 96.59 so that one cooled back down end of the week i think that's right around where we bought it i know we did get that to run back up to about 90 uh 99 and uh then amazon where did this one go i think yeah, this closed up nicely on uh, Friday, about 107. I think we were buying this around 101, 102 about two weeks ago. So nice to see that one moving up. So uh, very good job there on voting that one in. End phase from three weeks ago. We are sitting at 223. And on the one month, 
we were down, where would we have been buying that? Probably in the right around that $200 price point. So we, we moved up about 10% on end phase in about three weeks. Uh, I will definitely take that. Uh, Home Depot, where are we on HD? These are just the four stocks that uh, we have purchased recently here. And simply just go on to, uh, you know, the Let It Grow Investing on, on Facebook and get your vote in. We do this every week and we are just simply trying to dollar cost into the market, uh, you know, trying to pick a stock that really makes sense for that given week. Maybe uh, not directly dollar cost averaging by simply buying the same thing every week, but we are putting our money to work trying to buy uh, a stock that fits the bill uh, for that given time and place. So uh, Home Depot, we're sitting at 300. If we look back about a month, we were in that 285 range. So we moved up there nicely too. So a lot of good picks that we've had. Um, and this, this portfolio really has moved up nicely for the year. Uh, let's see where we are on that Weeble portfolio. I know we started the year down around 16, I believe it was. Uh, I should probably go back and double check that. But uh, when I am looking over here, and if you need to have some help getting started, fractional shares are your thing, you can uh, simply use my link and get some free shares for opening an account. But yeah, we're down uh, 3.98%. So I will take that movement higher, probably around 12, 13% at this point higher on the year. And uh, we're continuing to build this portfolio. But if you have been following along for a while, it's not simply just... Um, you know, simply buying and set it and forget it. But this is also a way for people who uh, have a really hard time uh, kind of following along. You can simply just, you know, tuck $100 away a month or, or whatever your number is. Uh, that way, you know, at the end of the year, you can look back and say, hey, you know, if, if I did the $200 a week, we've got $10,400 tucked away that I don't have to think about. So at the end of two years, we should have around $20,800 uh, you know, granted we are down right now, but if you weren't saving at all in the first place and you found a way to get to the point where you can just tuck some money away, I think you're going to be happy that you were able to at least save that. So I think that's the first step you start saving, uh, and then, you know, you can really start to see those gains compounding over time. But if you don't take the leap, you're never going to get there. So, uh, simply following along, tucking some money away, even if it's just in a, uh, S and P 500 index fund or ETF, I think that is a great way to get going. And uh, if you want this, uh, a single stock exposure, you know, feel free to follow along. Feel free to you know, pick 15 stocks that you really know and love, and you can simply just keep buying those uh, you know, week after week and going about it that way. But uh, yeah, last year, this time, we were looking at uh, five different names. That is the normal uh, you know, protocol here. We were looking at United Airlines. That is the first one that we bought. Oh, that's the one that we bought from, from last year. Um, and I think last episode, I said, you know, I really don't know about these airline stocks. Uh, this one, we probably, looking back, we were probably purchasing in the upper 40s, low 50s. And right now, we're sitting at 44, uh, 45. So... This one kind of traded sideways. We went down to a low in October, sub 35, and then we shot up in March to, you know, 54, 55. So we, we definitely, you know, didn't really make a killing. We didn't really lose a killing here, but um, this one has been rough. We, we've had a lot of problems with, uh, you know, air uh, 
travel. We, we've had the, the prices skyrocket and then the demand fall off and then, you know, everything else in between, between all the cancellations. I know that was a lot of Southwest problems, but uh, this one has traded a little bit sideways. So what else were we looking at around that time that uh, we, we could have been buying that uh, we did not? Uh, we were also looking at Blackstone and this one kind of got caught in some of those problems with um, all the banking crisis and all the problems around the world with, um, you know, interest rates and things like that. So last year we were sitting around one, one Oh five, roughly now we're sitting right around 90. So, uh, I'm still looking to buy more Blackstone. I, I definitely like this stock. I think the dividend is going to be safe. They have a lot of assets under management. I think they're going to be fine. Uh, again, a lot of the problems here have been overblown. Uh, Tesla, uh, I believe last year, they were at a high around this time. And yeah, we were in that 300 range. So probably a good one that we did not buy then. And, uh, you know, we really were trying to load up on it at the end of the year also when it was, uh, you know, around 100 or sub 100. Uh, I think we got down to what, like 105, 106 maybe. And, uh, you know, we did buy some there. So Probably good that we avoided Tesla when uh, that growth crunch was really heating up. And uh, I, I really thought that a lot of people were going to be rolling into the cars. They did. But ultimately, the growth stocks have just fallen pretty much fat, flat on their faces. Uh, number four from last year at this time was Netflix. Uh, so Netflix has actually moved up pretty nicely since then. So that probably was the one that we should have been loading up on at the time. And, uh, you know, last April we were, man, we were under 200 and now we're sitting at 327. So this is actually a really nice chart year over year. And uh, one that was really getting punished for a lot of different problems coming out of COVID. We really didn't have uh, as many people, you know, sitting at home to Netflix and chill was kind of going away. And uh, ultimately this one, uh, really proved a lot of people wrong. So again, this is one that really oversold on the fact of coming out of a time where everyone thought we had to have something like a Netflix and over, way oversold. And and then, you know, we, we definitely saw this one rise back up real strong. Uh, so Apple, uh, this one has actually moved up nicely on the, the year also. I think we we're up 27% when last year we were down about 27%. But uh, when you look at it year over year, we're pretty much right back where we started. We are uh, right around 160 then. And uh, I think we opened this day, April 27th to 22 at 155. High was 159. And we closed at 156. And quick reminder, we are sitting at 165 right now. So uh, major rally off of those 2022 lows. Uh, we did start the year right around 130. And uh, yeah, we've moved up nicely from there. But um, yeah, it, it really just depends on when you're getting into these. So as you can see from some of the charts, it really does make sense to dollar cost average into some of your favorite names, especially like something like Apple. When, uh, you know, if you simply would have bought last June, you would have been near a low. But then uh, quickly by the end of the summer in like August, we were sitting around 172. So uh, by simply, you know, buying throughout the year, we're, we're going to get a better price entry point. And then if you, you know, you really do zoom out, you look at this 10 year, 
you're going to see that back in uh, 2014, this was uh, a what about a $17 stock. So, you know, you, you fast forward about nine, 10 years and you've got a 10 X play on your hand. So definitely massive growth for Apple. Uh, it is definitely one that is a, a dollar cost average for me. I will continue to buy this one. I do believe this is the number one in my portfolio right now by uh, market value, probably because I've had it a long time and this one has done a good amount of growing in that time frame. So uh, simply staying in the stocks that you are you, you know and love will will definitely get you there over time. Uh, but you got to do a lot of research to to see uh, just where it's going, when is going to be a good time to get in. And uh, be really strong in your conviction that uh, a name that you know and love and you've done your research on is going to get you to where you're trying to go. Uh, it's just trying to stick with that uh, that roadmap that you lay out. Uh, ultimately, follow along with the, uh, the earnings report. See what's going on with the company. Know that they have a plan for going forward and believe in yourself and believe in the, the names that you've done your research on. So, um, yeah, that was just a quick recap as to what we were doing last year this time. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about some more names that might have some uh, some more upside going forward from here, where we can potentially find a little bit more value, and uh, ultimately some names that I think we should uh, look at to, to have some high conviction in going forward. So stick around. I'll be right back after this quick break. All right, guys, we are back here on the podcast, and uh, I would definitely appreciate a subscribe and a share. That would mean the world to me. Uh, for supporting the podcast here. This one definitely has taken a long time to uh, get together and uh, put together a list of stocks for you this week. But um, yeah, I would definitely appreciate that. So um, yeah, we were talking about what we were looking at last year this time, and we're not going to continue looking at those stocks at this point in time in the way of those airline stocks. They just don't fit what I am looking to invest in at this given point in time. So uh, you know, this this past week we had a vote uh, on five different names, as we always do. And um, what are those five names for this past week? And uh, they were Bank of America, Amazon, uh, Top Golf, Callaway, which was ticker mod G, uh, CVS, and Zscaler. And uh, for this week, we are going to be purchasing. Let's take a look here at the results of the uh, of the poll. And uh, let me get back over to the Let It Grow Investing page on Facebook. I, th I think I know the answer already, but let me just double check and make sure we are up to date on this one. And uh, we are going to be buying CVS, which uh, is a nice ad right here. We've definitely got some upside. This one was definitely undervalued in my opinion. And uh, the, the fact that we can get it with about a 47% upside here really leaves some room on the table for some some nice growth and some rebound going forward. But um, yeah, what's the dividend on this one currently? Uh, actually, right now we've got about 51.29% upside, uh, according to eight different analysts. And uh, we did have a couple buy ratings come out this, this past week for uh, 104 and $111. Currently, we're sitting at 72.84. So we will be buying this one today around lunchtime. That's when I try to do my uh, my weekly buys is Monday, uh, midday. So you kind of let some of that volatility in, in the market kind of even out and uh, try to buy when things calm down a bit. So quarterly dividend will be starting at about a 3.3% dividend. 
And uh, it's definitely nice to see that we can get some yield and have that growth upside potential on a stock that has been traded down uh, since some of the uh, the, the COVID uh, draw to these these healthcare stocks has subsided a little bit. I feel like these have really oversold and should give us a nice entry point to get back in. So now going forward, uh, I did say I was looking at DraftKings. I really wasn't too sure as to what was going on there. And there was a couple reports that came out that they were going to be profitable sooner than anticipated. They were thinking 2024. Now it might be Q4 2023. So we are finding that path to profitability, which is uh, you know key for a growth stock. And uh, we've still got more states coming on board with uh, you know online betting, online you know sports bets, or or just betting in general. But uh, yeah, so that should help DraftKings in 2023. Another one we had this week that was quite the the surprise here was AT and T. The ticker is T. Uh, we had a uh, a terrible day for them. They were down about 10 percent on uh, Thursday, I believe, after they reported. And uh, it was really more overblown than I believe it should have been. And, uh, you know, that that does have the starting dividend now at about 6.29%. It did rebound a little bit on uh, on Friday. But uh, a lot of people are saying there is no fundamental explanation as to why AT&T sold off this hard. Uh, let's take a look. We had uh, shares were rallying back about 3% on Friday. We had a 10.4% decline on Thursday. Uh, which was the second worst percentage decline on record and one that we haven't seen since uh, about 2000. So uh, we had the first quarter uh, earnings report brought a miss on free cash flow uh, and slower, but still in line subscriber growth, which uh, really didn't amount to a 10% slowdown. We uh, maintain that guidance for the rest of the year. Uh, you know, free cash flow is a critical component for uh, AT&T. They try to uh, have this dividend. They did ultimately have to cut that and uh, sold off some of their business. But uh, now it's looking like uh, that was one of the main concerns is a lot of people were in AT&T for that dividend. But uh, it doesn't really justify this being the, the second biggest down move in 40 years as a lot of things are still online and they were able to maintain that guidance for the rest of the year. So um, that kind of brought me into thinking, uh, well, I'm going to move these out of order then. So uh, for the stocks this week, uh, well, when AT&T goes down, what else falls with it? And that name was Verizon. Uh, I know we've had Verizon on back in week seven, but uh, when I see some things on sale that don't make sense, I really want to take advantage. Uh, AT&T really didn't deserve to go down that much. And they also brought Verizon down with them. So Verizon is uh, going to be stock number one. Ticker is VZ for week 18. And uh, we're starting at a PE of 7.3. We have a quarterly dividend of 7%. Uh, so a really nice, healthy starting dividend from Verizon. Uh, on the one month, we, we had a massive trade down with this AT&T price. We went from 39.32 down to a low of about 37.19. And uh, I really don't think that that is warranted. So it uh, could be a good time to go ahead and add some of uh, VZ in order to get that dividend. Uh, I don't think that their business is going to do anything really, you know, monumentally different than what AT&T's did. We might have a slower cash flow. We might have some cord cutting, a cable cutting. 
Uh, but I still think that we're going to be able to churn out uh, more slow growth with a healthy dividend to back it uh, going forward from here. So analyst research on Verizon, we've got about 22.5% of upside. We had uh, some buys early in uh, April, price target from Raymond James of 51, price target from UBS of $60, and we're currently at 37. So we've got a lot of upside. We've got a good dividend. And, uh, you know, it's kind of one of those businesses that I don't think people are cutting their, their you know, cell phone service, uh, regardless of uh, what uh, the, the, the economic situation is out there. Yes, we might be able to look in for a cheaper plan or cut, uh, you know, some different things off of it. Maybe we're not subscribing to, uh, I think with our Verizon, we get uh, Disney and some other uh packages cheaper. We might be cutting those, but I don't know that we're going to be cutting out our phone service altogether. So that is going to be number one for uh, for week 18 is going to be Verizon. Now, number two, I don't really need to explain this one anymore. Uh, number two is going to be Tesla. And Tesla, I, I still am strong uh, bull case on this one. Uh, I think that we are selling down. Um. A lot of volatility. I said that earlier. I still think we do have potentially some more downside, but I want to let this one cool out. And, you know, we got some numbers this week. We're going to have some more numbers from other stocks that might bring this one down if they don't perform. But uh, if we can buy this one in the 150, 160 range, I will be happy with that. And I think that gives us uh, another position to watch this one run up. I do think we, we could potentially have some outsized growth with this going forward volatility in the short term. I still think we're going to have that. So number two, Tesla, 26% of upside. And uh, I still think that it's going to be a great contender going forward. So I'll just make some notes. 22% of upside on uh, Verizon, 26 on Tesla. Now the next one is going to be something different. The next one is going to be for you yield lovers that uh, don't want to write your own options or your covered calls. So this one is going to be a global funds ETF. Uh, it's going to be XYLD. Uh, so this one really holds the underlying stocks in the S&P 500. So when I'm looking at their portfolio, and this is an ETF that is going to pay you a, a healthy amount in the way of dividends. Uh, so S&P 500, uh, Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, NVIDIA, Google, Tesla, Berkshire Hathaway, uh, Meta, Facebook, uh, the list goes on, right? So they are going to own those stocks, but they are going to write covered calls against these names. Uh, those covered calls are going to ge generate cash, lots of cash flow for you. Now, this one is going to perform different in different markets. So if we do have an up market, the uh, if simply holding an S and P five hundred ETF might generate you know a little bit more growth for you than simply owning the covered call ETF. In a sideways market, a covered call ETF such as this one, XYLD, is going to generate more cash flow than simply holding the S&P 500 index or simply having that ETF. So you're going to get that cash flow on the fact that they are writing options plays against the stocks that they own in this ETF. And I've started dabbling into that. I've been making a couple dollars here and there with it. But it's really cool that you can simply buy into a fund that is going to do that for you. Uh, now, in a downward market, they're going to still generate some cash in the way of covered calls, but uh, you will also be owning those shares of stocks. So the, 
the stock price might fall off, maybe not as hard as what the S&P 500 would, but you're going to have those dividends that kind of offset some of those gains or some of those losses. You're going to have dividend payments to offset some of your losses on your stock price. Sorry. And um, yeah, so this one is going to be currently yielding about, let's get back over to that, 12.37% uh, uh, on XYLD. So this one is a dividend powerhouse. Uh, but like I said, you're not going to get necessarily the same amount of growth. But if you want that cash flow and you want to tuck some money away, this could be a great spot to do that. Definitely take a look at all the the risks and everything else in, in you know something like XYLD before investing in any of these names. But this is definitely something that I think uh, a lot of people could look into, feel a little bit more comfortable about having something that someone else is managing these covered calls for you. And uh, ultimately, you're, you're getting a cash flow powerhouse by simply buying XYLD. So that is going to be number three for this week. Um, the, the Global X Funds uh, S&P 500 Covered Call ETF. Now, going forward, I still was looking to get some more in the way of dividends. Uh, and this one, yes, it does have some risks. I know we had a, a jewel lawsuit, but this name is going to be Altria. The ticker is MO. And uh, you're getting about an 8.18% starting dividend on this name. And uh, man, they, they are just continually looking to increase this dividend. I think their, their annual dividend rate uh, increase is about 6.5% right now. And it is just one that is going to pay you to hold it. And uh, the, the longer you hold this one, the, the more you're going to see your, uh, your share or your, your account price or market value grow when you are holding on this one and simply reinvesting those dividends at, at 8%. That is definitely a nice uh, way to generate some income off of having the, the stock in a, uh, a name like Altria, ticker ML. So uh, current PE is about 14.4. We've got around, uh, this was saying about 9.3% of upside and you're getting that, uh, that nice, nice healthy starting dividend yield. Uh, when we are looking at the Reuters report, I just wanted to pop over here real quick. We are also about 7.8% of upside. Earnings per share are looking to uh, grow nicely over the next couple of years here. We've got um, annual revenue, slow, slow grower, but we already knew that. 1.6% growth in 23 and 3% for 2024. But uh, one that is going to give you a nice dividend, uh, you know, to get going, and also going to keep up with that inflation. The the dividend growth for the last year was about four and a half percent, but I think the average over the past like ten years was about six and a half percent. So one that is going to kind of keep up with inflation, um, you know, in the long term. Hopefully, we can get back to that two percent. This one will continue to grow faster than that. And uh, yes, like I said, there are some some downsides to some of the different lawsuits that have been out there and uh, a slowing use of their products in the way of, uh, you know, uh, tobacco. Anyhow, the, the alcohol side of the business, the wines and all are, are still another growth driver for them. If they uh, can legalize uh, marijuana at the federal level, we will definitely see this one being one of those key players in that industry. And I still think that is a growth uh, driver for them going forward. So that is number four, uh, M-O, Altria. And uh, number five, 
this one, I'm, I'm going with Disney this week. I, I know we've had a lot of problems. I know that we've had some some issues with uh, tax purposes and things like that going down for uh, in Florida. But uh, I still think that Disney could kind of kind of act like Netflix when I was saying that we could have been buying Netflix, you know, this time last year, and then it had that uh, really nice run. Uh, I think that we could start seeing that in Disney. So we are sitting at 99.57. This PE is about 54, which it is a higher PE. It kind of tends to trade higher. Uh, Currently no dividend yield, but we are waiting for that to be reinstated for this year. Uh, Trefis says about 23% of price side, uh, price upside here. Now, when we go back over to Reuters, let's see where we got there. It's still a buy rating. We've got uh, about 28% of price upside from Reuters, which is uh, 28 different analysts reporting on the stock. We've got uh, annual revenue looking to increase about 7.6% for 2023, 14.5% by the end of 2024. So we definitely got some growth there. We've got um, 39% of price to sales discount. We know our used to trading at a 3.5. We are currently trading at a 2.1. We've got a 42% discount on that forward PE. So we are trading at a 22 when that five-year average is a 38. So definitely some things that I see that could be a discount there. They are going to lean on to some of those adverse ad supported tiers for Disney+. Plus. I, I think we're going to get through a lot of the problems down in Florida on that tax basis. We're, we're going to get through some of these uh, employee cuts and we're going to come out stronger on the, the backside of all these uh, fears. So uh, this one is definitely traded down. I definitely see uh, some of the, the fears out there around it. Uh, I do think that it's getting to the point where it is undervalued. And uh, going forward, I, I think it's just a strong stock that I, I don't want to sleep on for too long. So those are the names that I got for you guys this week. We've got uh, Verizon is uh, number one. We've got Tesla number two. XYLD, the covered call ETF. Uh, and then we've got uh, MO, Altria, which is number four, and Disney, DIS, number five. So please get over there to Let It Grow Investing on Facebook and get your votes in for one of these five names for this week. And uh, we will be buying CVS for uh, week 17 today. So uh, with the, I guess, nothing else to say, that is, uh, that's the episode for today. So thanks for stopping by. Thanks for sticking around. And make sure that you uh, subscribe and share the uh, the podcast so you don't miss any. And so we can help this uh, podcast continue to grow. So thank you guys. And I will catch you in the next one. Take care. Thank you for stopping by here on Let It Grow Investing. Please make sure to like, subscribe, and share to build a community of like-minded investors. If you do have questions for me or for the group, you can find us over there on Let It Grow Investing Podcast on Facebook. This is not professional financial advice. I am not a professional financial advisor. Please make sure to do all your own research before investing in any security. I do have links in the description to help get you started on E-Trade, Webull, Crypto.com, and Binance. And a friendly reminder that a goal without a plan is just a dream. So go ahead and build your plan, uh, design your portfolio, and stick to it. Thanks for stopping by. I will catch you guys in the next one.